Hello, I'm Michael Heyman, and you're listening to Changemakers, the podcast from Seven Hills, where we welcome inspirational people with a passion to make a difference. Today, I'm joined by two of the UK's top technologists. Dane Turbot and Margareta McGrath are the General Manager and Chief Digital Officer of Dell Technologies here in the UK. This is the story of one of the world's true tech giants, a company that has put the profit and purpose debate at the heart of its business model. The power of technology to transform human progress is the mission, and it has been central to its track record of providing solutions to a who's who of customers. Dane Margareta, welcome to The Changemakers. I'd like to start off with a quote, if I may. Um, we're all navigating this new normal together. Um, our vast world suddenly feels a little smaller and a lot more connected. Um, Dane, I'm going to ask you to respond to that first, but in so doing, I must tell you that it is the founder of your firm, uh, Michael Dell, um, who made that uh, made that observation in a LinkedIn post recently. Give us your sense of the new normal. Well, um, Michael, first of all, thank you for inviting us. It's a great pleasure to be here with you again. Um, that quote from Michael is, is, I think, hugely inspirational. He has been a champion of remote working over the last 15 years. And, and now as we go into this COVID crisis, um, we really his observations, I think, ring true for a lot of our team members across the, the corporation. We're all remote. Um, we've all shown a great deal of resilience and getting on with the day job and managing our home lives and homeschooling. Um, and, you know, it's quite funny. We had an, an ELT meeting where our chief operating officer, his dog came and sat on his lap, which mm. you know, never have happened in a normal board meeting. Um, but, you know, it's that level of connectivity and personal engagement that we're starting to see through some of these technology vehicles that we're using to connect today. Um, and they're allowing us to continue as possible or as normal as possible um, to continue to drive revenue or, or growth for our companies. Mm. I mean, Margaret, Margaret, on that on that sense of the new normal, I mean, you know, you you work in a business that has a very sort of, I guess, entrepreneurial background in terms of the, the, the founder. Um, in terms of that, that new normal, it feels like it's a more enterprising one for the future. We're going to do things very differently. I think so. And I think um, it's, it presents real opportunities for us to have wider conversations with our client base and our customers right now about how we drive value through technology. And so it's opening up much broader conversations than we would normally have around how do they return their employees back into safe workplaces? How do they leverage the Internet of Things to drive and provide you know, safe and, and creative workplaces? And how do we create and drive productivity at home in different ways? So I think it's presenting new entrepreneurial opportunities. Definitely, it's all focused on value and creating a good employee and customer experience by leveraging technology at the same time. At the heart of that, Dane, is this, is this idea of human progress, technology transforming that experience. Just just open that up for us a bit more in terms of, in terms of what that what that means for the day-to-day -day consumer, the day-to-day -day business. Look, I think um, Michael's other quote is, is that, you know, we create technology that furthers human progress. And he, he spends a lot of time talking around how the uh, incremental cost of compute has gotten to near zero, which means that we can sequence a genome in a day instead of a year and at, you know, 100,000 instead of a million dollars. And as we continue to do that, that's what technology provides. And, and there are thousands of those examples. As we look into this new normal, um, companies and you know, if I look at some of the examples of the NHS, all of a sudden people are trying to figure out how do I diagnose safely? How do I uh, allow my clinicians to work from home but still access legacy applications that are sitting in the NHS? And you know, I think technology really will play a, a huge role in how we adopt to this new normal. How do I 
put human beings in a safe environment, but still allow them to do what they need to do to keep the world functioning. And, and I think that's really what the, the we're on the, the crest of that wave. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of innovations and a lot of entrepreneurial spirit on how we adapt technology to, to meet today's um, upcoming challenges. I mean, a lot of people have said, Margareta, that, you know, technology has been the backbone that has pretty much kept the show on the road. Um, in terms of what that means practically for a business like Dell Technologies, in terms of the work that you are doing, bring that to life for us in, in let's say, a public health setting. What, what what actually happens in terms of the technology work that you're doing on that front line? What, what's the sort of kit that you're delivering? Yeah, so I, I think, look, if I bring it down to our regular lives, I think we're seeing an acceleration of digitalization, right, at all ends, from local government right through to our education services. They are immediately turning on their heads the business models that we've had in the past where it's been face-to-face, and now they're trying to deliver these services online. And so part of that is delivering the services securely. It's making sure they've got the right network capacity in place, right, making sure they've got the right devices to deliver these services at home. And most, uh, most importantly, I think it's around security as well. So making sure that they're properly secure and that employees and customers can trust the services being delivered online. So we're seeing quite a pivot right now of all of our customer base, not just the public sector, but even the local bakers setting up their applications, being able to connect their customers, delivering it to their door. It's a whole new model and a new way of working. And I think it's here to stay and it's enabled by technology. And a lot of new solutions, Dane, in terms of, you know, people, you know, I guess banks that are suddenly having to go and work from home in environments that they thought, you know, that would never even happen. Hospitals like the Nightingale hospitals to get kitted out and ready. How much pressure does that put on a business like yours to actually service that demand and actually create those solutions? Well, I think, you know, we're fortunate in that we have quite a quite an extensive supply chain that operates in 25 locations globally. So, when the initial demand hit, we saw a, a surge in requirement for organizations allowing the employees to work from home. I think that initial surge has been overcome. I think luckily we were not found wanting during that period and were able to deliver against all our commitments. And then to Margareta's point, we're starting to see people look at the way they're doing business or have done business for the last six to 12 weeks and saying, actually, this is more cost effective, more efficient, better user um, better customer um, experience. So how do I now adapt that as I go forward? And then that uh, starts to roll down and say, right, do I have the right technology to maintain this at scale? And then do I have assets, i.e. real estate or, or a shop front real estate that I don't need? And maybe I re- reprioritize my business. So I, I, those are a lot of the conversations we're getting into and in saying, right, actually, I was planning to do this in a face-to-face engagement. But if I do this to, on a digital engagement, what technology do we need? And then we're we're in a very strong position to advise customers on, you know, how to go from where they are today to get to that position, um, and really what is on the forefront of whether it's Internet of Things or digital transformation, um, what is on that forefront? We can provide that advice. Mm. I, I thought that um, looking at some of your answers to the questions that our listeners are going to be able to find. With your with your with this podcast in terms of inspirations, books to read, the, the thing that I think was was common about both of your your answers was this sense of, um, I guess, positivity um, in the idea of a better tomorrow. Whether it was Dane being inspired by Nelson Mandela, um, whether I, I think Margareta, your your sort of feelings about To Kill a Mockingbird as as, as the book of choice, and um, in, in a world though where you see six million 
global cases of coronavirus and counting hundreds of thousands of deaths, you know, the sort of the, the potential of a very severe, you know, global recession. Um, is the idea of, how does the idea of progress stay as, I guess, motivating and as real to you both, either in your, I guess, your your, your personal outlook or, or indeed your commercial outlook in terms of a very uncertain future than perhaps one we were even thinking about just a very few short short weeks ago? I think for me anyway, I think I'm, I'm, I think it's been a really difficult time for many people and for all of us, I think it's been hard. And I think actually some of the political events in the US recently have been quite upsetting and divisive. And so I think this has really filled me with hope because I think we're going to see the best of human kindness coming out right now. And so we're seeing great solidarity. I even think at a local community level where I live, I'm seeing more community now than I've ever had. I've got to know my neighbours on a personal level. And so there's more connection in many ways that has surprised me. And I think we've seen that with our customer base as well, because we're having really heartfelt conversations around how do we help them pivot their business? How do we help them keep going? How do we help them innovate? And I think customers and clients, they really appreciate that conversation about driving value and working together. So we're seeing a solidarity that maybe we never had the time to take to have that solidarity or bring that solidarity in the past. So, so Dan, a chance to do it the right way. Look, I agree with Margareta. I think there's obviously it's shocking um, what we've experienced in the last period and, and some of the events that are going on around the world right now really bring out the negativity in humankind. But I think overwhelmingly, the globe has banded together to figure out how to share information and combat what is a terrible disease. Um, we've reinvented um, ways of working, ways of living, um, and we've grown a, a great deal of appreciation for what teachers do, what um, nurses do, which you know we, we tend to overlook in your busy lives. Um, you know, one of our employees' comment was, "I never thought homeschooling a five-year-old would break me," um, and you know you really get a new sense of appreciation of what it's like um, to, to look after your children. And then the benefits are, um, you know, no more two-hour commutes, the ability to do online video meetings in 30 minutes and not spend an hour and a half traveling each way, which make life a lot more beneficial to get a better um, work-life balance. So I think there'll be some great positives out of this. Um, clearly, I don't think we'll ever, we're social animals as human beings, so we're never going to replace the social interaction. But I think we'll be far more judicious on how do we use our time. And given what we've seen with loved ones dying, you know, older parents struggling, we'll start to value more what is important um, and, and spend our time on the important things rather than the busy things. I mean, I, I noticed... Um on Twitter, um, Dane, that one of your recent um, tweets talked about don't let this crisis go to waste. I mean, is that a is that a call out to the technology community in general that actually there's an opportunity here for, for tech to really step up? Yeah, I'm not sure to the technology community, but it's a, it's a call out to people that have been afraid to adopt technology. So, you know, as technologists, we live in the world of cyber and we understand cloud and, you know, all the complicated language that we talk about. But if you're running a manufacturing firm or if you're running a law firm or if you're running a retail agency, you're not you're not natively digital. Um, it takes a conscious effort to step out of your core competence to be digital. And um, you know this crisis will have accelerated everyone's digital thinking uh, by three years. I think there's a quote from Satya Nadella that said, you know, we've accelerated people's digital transformation by three years with this crisis. 
So now people who are technophobes um, are looking at going, actually, it's a skill that I need to learn. And um, that was really what that tweak was. We've learned so much during this crisis of what is possible. Let's adapt that to our day-to-day lives to bring the goodness that technology can bring um, mm. our lives better and more balanced. I mean, I, I noticed, uh, Margaret, that, that Dane, in one of his answers about his new normal, called call it a one-word answer, the Zoomathon. Uh, I mean, you know, the idea of actually using technology to keep in touch, um, to actually keep businesses going, keep families connected. Um, I wonder whether, though, it's a sort of, you know, a wonderful second opportunity for tech. I mean, especially in the in the sort of the, you know, we've often heard about the idea of the tech clash, if you will. Um, the idea that actually so much that technology is doing is, a, is such a central part of the response. As, as a kind of a chief digital officer, how, how do you see it when you look at the wider technology community in terms of what's happening around the world right now? I do think it's it's part of the core response. I think um, having a digital strategy and being able to embrace it and adopt it quickly is key, right? But I think there's a huge part of this, which is the the people center side of all of this, right? So we bring amazing technology, but the adoption of it, the behavioral attachment to it, the change management of it is so, so important. And we fully appreciate that, but it takes time. And I think, you know, COVID-19 has kind of lit a fire under this in the sense that it has really encouraged and accelerated that. Um, But people are tentative. And I think now we're seeing this full on adoption of it. I think we're going to see an increase on it. In some instances, I think people are tired out of Zoom calls and Teams. What about Zoom quizzes? Are you you an expert on those? (laughs) Dennis, your head's in your hands. Especially subject, please. (laughs) Uh, I I agree with Margareta. I think, look, Techlash, in the past few years, the technology industry has gotten a, a bad rap because of how we've used technology, not because technology is bad. The Cambridge Analytica scandals and the Facebook stuff that you've seen in the marketplace and in the media, you know, that, that was not great examples of how technology can be used. We've had an opportunity during this COVID-19 exercise to demonstrate that te- technology can be used for good. It can be used to connect people. Now, my reference to Zoomathon, if I don't manage my time, um, I could be on Zoom calls 24-7. And I think that's part of the new normal is, is getting better at managing your time because it can be invasive. But overwhelmingly, a very fundamental basic need of human connectivity has just been enabled in what is probably the largest global lockdown anyone's ever experienced um, through technology. And, and I, I see that as being a force for good rather than what we've seen in the past when everything is working smoothly, technology is just being used as a force for bad. And I, I think I'm much more op- an optimist than a, a pessimist in the space. I mean, it strikes me, uh, Margaret, that you know, a business like Dell Technologies, when you look at the businesses that it works with, so whether it's the public sector, whether it's F- FTSE 100 or two, FTSE 250 businesses or small entrepreneurs, is that you've almost got this perfect kind of bellwether experience of understanding how the economy is responding in terms of how you see the UK experience right now in terms of the conversations that you're having with business. When you look at the issue of confidence about the future, what are you picking up? Yeah, I think there is confidence. I think it's getting stronger and stronger every week that goes on and we are returning back to some form of this new reality and getting more clarity as to when we can go out and where the lockdown eases. We're seeing greater confidence. So I absolutely think that each vertical and each sector is coming back online. 
more and more and returning back to some form of reality. And we're seeing this confidence come back. So I think there's lots to be hopeful about. I think, yeah, I think even the banks, the pharma companies, we're seeing greater levels of collaboration where they're sharing their insights about returning back to work, which is amazing. Right? I don't know if we would have seen that level of community engagement across competitors ever before. So it's driven a whole new kind of behavior around innovation and, and sharing of knowledge and innovation, which is fantastic. Let's come back to this, you know, this, this purpose debate, this kind of, I guess, you know, some of the things you've been talking about dur during the interview is that when, um, when I uh, co-wrote Mission, um, we spent quite a bit of time in Austin and, um, and, you know, at one side of the town, you've got Whole Foods, you've got the University of Texas, and then you've got obviously Dell Technologies as being, I guess, these kind of like three big pillars that have created this vibe, if you like. In terms of this idea that, these sorts of purpose-led organizations are the future. How do you live it as a business in Dell Technologies? How do you how does how does the actual culture work from, from your perspective in terms of making it a different place to be, Dane? Yeah, I think I think that's a big secret to how our team members have managed this crisis is that we have an incredibly strong culture at Dell. Um, we focused a lot of time into understanding what we want that culture to be and then creating an environment where people have a voice and can participate in that culture. So um, I think that you know, Michael is, is a founder of a very, very large corporation, but he's never lost his sense of entrepreneurial spirit. He surrounded himself by people who deeply care about society in general and the good that technology can bring. And then we create an environment that attracts people that have the same mindset. Then within that environment, we we run our employee resource groups, and whether that's diversity inclusion or it's, um, you know, pride or whether it's you know, Generation Next, we give everybody a voice, which gives them an opportunity to drive the company forward. And I think that unites the organization. And with that unity builds resilience. And then that resilience allows you to tackle any business challenge that you face, whether it's in the old normal or the new mm, normal. I mean, I, I mean, Margaret, I've... I've I've been with you. I've been with with um, Karen Kintos from 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 Dell Technologies, where, where you've heard the passion of this, the, the you know the moonshot goals, the idea that actually you're going to have to push further. Um, tell us a little bit about what that means for you in terms of the customer relationship. I mean, is this something that customers want to hear more of? Is this part of a good business for the future? Absolutely. I think the days of a profit over purpose have gone. I think it's very much purpose uh, over profit, actually. And I think it's that value-led approach to business. And I think customers want to hear this more and more. I think we're seeing a real energy and appetite for engagement around values, around where we can add value and in terms of what our purpose is with different business leaders. So it's all about authentic leadership. And I think Karen and, and Michael and the, the whole leadership team at Dell has been really honest, right, about what we're here to do, which is to drive progress using technology for right across different verticals. So, you know, we live it and we're, we're honest about it. And I think it is truly an authentic company that, that is from the top down right across the business. Yeah, I, I think if I can add to that, um, you know, I, I agree in the authentic leadership and Michael's very focused on you get what you measure. Uh, and for years, he's set goals um, of whether it's sustainability, mushroom packaging, ocean recyclability. He's actually set those goals on the supply chain team. 
And so the, the supply chain team responds with a, a, a like a fervor to figure out how do they achieve those goals, not just because Michael set them as you know, compensation metrics, but they're, they're good for society. So this alignment with corporate goals and you know, societal good has been very, very strong um, under Michael's leadership. And that comes out in our social impact goals. And we, we are in 2020, we've eclipsed our 2025 goals. So we've now moved the horizon out to 2030 and said, right, these are our moonshot goals for 2030. Um, and, you know, they're, they're incredibly ambitious, but, you know, I don't doubt that we will all work together to go and try to achieve them. So just we're, we're fast running out of time, but I've just got a quick question to you both. Dane's favorite book is The Outliers, uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Now, what I remember about that book was that to get good at anything, it takes 10,000 hours. Um, and I, I suppose this idea about the kind of 10,000 hours to spend on the future, what that leadership looks like, give us a final a final vignette. Spend 10,000 hours doing what next for that better world. Let, Margaret, so let's give you the, the first go at that. And, and then, uh, then Dane, finish with you. Well, I wasn't expecting that one, Dane. That's a surprise for me. So 10,000 hours and hours. Um, I, I think, look, if we spend, yeah, I think I, I love Malcolm Gladwell's work and I love his insights. And I think uh, we're all trying to do our best here and innovate and, and drive greater outcomes. And I think it is incredible when we get groups of people and teams together to work closer together to achieve incredible goals. And I think that's what we're doing with technology. I really feel that's what we're doing here in the UK. We are pushing boundaries. We are collaborating with clients that we've never done in the past. We're even collaborating with partners and competitors to drive new outcomes. And we've seen that with some of the outcomes that we've driven in the last couple of weeks and months with some of the initiatives we're driving with the public sector and the private sector. So I'm really hopeful about the future. And I think uh, Malcolm Gladwell's insights are, are ring true on all of this. We can do a lot when we come together as a team. So those Malcolm Gladwell's insights. Dane, your final insights for us. Look, the other thing, Michael, um, that Malcolm Gladwell had in that book, is, I think, is the authority index by cultures, which I, I, I liked, if you, you'll remember the book. But I think what, it, what struck me about that is um, the challenging of the status quo. So if I were to spend 10,000 hours doing anything, I would spend 10,000 hours challenging the status quo for a better way to do things. Uh, and that's what we try to do at Dell. We try to look at, right, what is the status quo and how can we improve it? And we just spend every hour, every day focused on that. Challenging the status quo. That's a great place to leave it. Dane Margaretha, thank you so much for joining me on The Changemakers. And that's it for another episode. I think this has been a story of what it's going to take to live in that new normal, what might be, and what will power progress for the planet in the days and years to come. Join me on the next Changemakers. Changemakers.